Let's see if I can get through this without Anna sabotaging me, because last time I was on her podcast, her and Paul's podcast, and we kept sabotaging her intro. So <laughs> We'll see I'll, what happens. I'll bet she's got some sort of revenge thing going on. Um, <laughs> hello. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, yourself, man. Right. Hello. Welcome to the Adventure Game Hotspot Creators, Corners, Podcasts, things there's a lot of s's in that now for some reason uh we still haven't really thought of a great title for this podcast so we're just going to keep calling it whatever the hell um people have suggested that we just start adding on 90s skater lingo to it so it becomes the adventure game hotspot networks creators corners podcast to the max uh and also possibly add in some bodacious and out of sights i tell you you guys tell me anyway uh hi i'm the space quest historian and i am very thrilled to be here because we're going to talk about something that i love very much to talk about and am also terrible at so uh hopefully my guests here will have some sort of well i know at least two of them will have some some but possibly more we'll have some some great tips to share about that i keep knocking my table sorry i'm very sorry if you if you heard that um no so i'm just gonna go in the order uh they appear on my screen first of all we have one short eye hi that's hey. me that's him <laughs> yes next up is daniel albu from conversations with curtis hi hey and we have a newcomer on the show <laughs> <gasps> and he looks oh. panicky and he just uh, turned off his feet and ran screaming from the room but that's it's jack allen from the adventure game hotspot network good morning sir hello yeah filling in for joshua today who uh so wanted me to stand in for him that he went to the great lengths of getting himself all sick and couldn't be here so i gotta give a Who's shout joshua? out <laughs> <laughs> he's the boss he is my partner in crime at adventure game hotspot and who yeah. are you <laughs> yeah, well, that's a question I ask myself every day. It's, it's an <laughs> existential crisis, believe. Let's not go there. No, all right. Not for uh, the first show, anyway. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try to keep the uh, uh, personal uh, questions to an absolute minimum. Um, we will ask for you for a blood sample after the show, though. Um, okay. <laughs> next up on the list is our good friend, Adventure Game Geek. How are you, sir? Hello. Uh, I'm good. I'm. I'm here. Unlike last time, where. Uh, I was like on the moon or somewhere, so I'm hoping I, I'm hoping I'm going to be in sync this time with everyone. And anyone remember that scene from 2001: A Space Odyssey where they have a te- like a television interview with the astronauts, and they go, "Okay, so the 20 minute delay from the question being asked to the response given has been was, cut out for television." That was kind of like our it was. It was just like that. It was just like 2001. <laughs> um, also uh, hailing us from space or in orbit, or uh, I think it's Canada, uh, is Anna Viggy, Vigway, Vigway, Segway. Vigaloo. 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 That'll work for today. Vigaloo. Oh, sorry. From the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. How are you doing tonight? Oh, oh, hey. Oh, so, uh, someone actually asked me back. Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you why in a minute, but we have to, uh, of course, introduce your cohort from the Classic Gamers Guild podcast, and that would be Paul. 
How are you doing, Paul? I'm high, everybody. <laughs> that, that was... <laughs> You've been saving that damage. You <laughs> really have. I didn't expect to be last. You know, really <laughs> tried to sell oh, it with okay. the energy I had in the beginning, but it's you know it wasn't there. Uh, I believed it. I, yep. Yeah. Um, may, actually, actually, that that did sell it even more than you think. <laughs> um, so the uh, the uh, uh, purpose of the show is to provide some uh, banter, some helpful tips and tricks on how to be a better content creator, and uh, p- uh, plug our own stuff at each other, obviously, and hopefully whoever is listening to this. Uh, I'll go first because I had a grand time <laughs> earlier today. We were talking about that before the show. Um, so in, in the land of professionalism and YouTube content creation, what you probably shouldn't do is go through your video list and pick out a bunch of videos that were public and were now unlisted and then make them public again and then forget to ask yourself, wait, these like little handful of videos, were they ever public before? I don't know. Let's just make them public and then have like five or ten videos shoot to the top of your new videos list. Has anyone ever done anything as fucking stupid as I just did earlier today? No, but I love it. It's, it's, I think it, it fits the, the, the chaotic nature of, of, of what I think of Space Quest Historian. That's exciting <laughs> for me as a fan. I just I want to get in there and check out content, whether new or remembered. I'm, I'm super stoked. It's like yeah, I thought it was purposeful, and I was like, yay, like, you know, three or four, well, five or six <laughs> or seven or eight more videos from Space Quest Yeah, no, I... I, I, I was really excited and also confused because I thought because most of them were from PAX West and I thought wait is PAX West going on now is like space <laughs> is, is space quest historian there and I don't even know about it it's like wow and why they, like, why is Dave Gilbert talking about unavowed yeah. <laughs> as if it's not been released yet <laughs> oh it's bizarre yeah uh, no this is, it's all pre COVID stuff like all these videos are from like 2015 or something they're, <laughs> they're old yeah so I had, a, I had a, a grand time and of course on the same day that I publish a video about hey please go to my kickstarter please help us there's only two weeks left we're, we're getting scared here and of course then uh, and then I publish a bunch of videos that absolutely bury that to the bottom of the new videos list <laughs> yay on me um, but uh, th- today's topic, and we'll get to that in a second, is about audio. I've already banged my desk several times. I'm currently talking to you from uh, an old Sennheiser microphone with a pop filter screwed onto my desk drawer, which is why I keep banging my desk. There's precious <laughs> little room down here. But first, we're going to get into the self-promo stuff. What have you been working on? What's coming? And what have you done? And again, we're just going to go around the room. One short eye, hit us. Sure. So uh, the Monkey Island 2 video finally came out a few weeks ago. Yay, Brilliant. put that behind us. It was a brilliant one. Well, thank you. Watch I it three times. That. So good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Watch it more. It, it helps. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I appreciate that. So that, no, I, I, was, I was happy with the reception of that. And then the full-ish interview with Ron Gilbert. I did take out a couple of things from that, so I can't say it's the full one. But the full interview with Ron Gilbert is coming out actually in a few hours. So I'm excited about that. And then it's deep into a video about Gabriel Knight Sins of the Fathers, the 20th anniversary edition. Oh, God. Exciting. <laughs> why, why do people do this to them? Why do they speedrun games like that and, and well, Mask of Eternity? I, 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 I don't know if you remember, but this, this one has a particular breaking mechanic that 
all the animations get broken and it's just it's the most goofy thing ever people's limbs are flying mostly breaking his back yes (laughs) yes yes yes, Uh, it's glorious i remember you sent screenshots of that and um i somehow lucked into playing a beta tester build even though i wasn't a beta tester shh it's it's years ago and the finished game is a beta tester <laughs> build. <laughs> oh this one was this one was fun gabe kept clipping into walls and there was one particular hilarious moment where he you know asks mostly for coffee in mostly's office and if you instruct him to leave he just sort of scoops like butt shuffles across the floor to the door it's brilliant stuff um no i, I keep i keep rambling on but uh the noises you're hearing is, are, is, is Paul trying to pick himself off the floor. Apparently, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> so that wasn't discreet. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're watching live feeds of each other right now, and, and uh, what we just saw was just this camera tilting off to the side. <laughs> and then a bunch of- uh, Paul, Paul, Paul like, what's that on your ceiling? It looks like kind of clouds up there. Like, What is that? <laughs> Or, or like cotton candy. What is that? <laughs> it is. It's clouds. Oh, they, oh, they are clouds. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh we're gonna have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna screenshot. Could you just leave the camera up there for a second? Just no, no, no. Tilt it back up. I'm gonna screenshot that for the blog post. So there we go. There I was go. gonna say, if it was cotton candy, you must replace it every day. It's <laughs> like a TV show set. It's like your apartment. Yeah, is it real, man? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like some some fantasy world. That the, the pool is with, with quite a bit of effort, our <laughs> listeners can somehow see it somewhere one day. Yeah, there's, there's a little Nemo kind of vibe to your to your room. Um, oh, uh, sorry, Daniel. Uh, what have you and uh, Mr. Curtis uh, himself, uh, Paul Morgan Stetler? What have you guys been up to? Well, we released the Ron Gilbert interview. We released the Dave Grossman interview. They were really well um, done. Oh yeah, we started playing Puzzle Agent with Tori and tomorrow we have the premiere of my interview with Mark Ferrari and on Thursday like two days ago I interviewed Hal Barwood so we're going to release that soon and that's it <laughs> I, lo- I love how like it you can't see this, but he has this really concentrated look on his face because there's so much shit going on in <laughs> Curtis land. It's like he's like going through this mental calendar, going, oh, "Did I do that? Did I do that? When's that coming out?" Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, everything. oh, oh, oh! And we we did live streams with Ross Scott through live streams. Oh yeah, you're playing the uh, King's Quest One uh, remake. Yeah, that was hilarious. And I told people <laughs> what I think about the game, and then we got our first set of spiteful comments against. <laughs> It was truly. Aww. Oh, but didn't Ken Williams show up for one of those? He did. And I was nice when he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to just have Ken show up for all of them and it'll, it'll keep yeah. you in line. <laughs> and then I did a speedrun of Phantasmagoria 1 and did it in nine minutes. And now I'm seventh place in the world leaderboard. Congratulations. And I hope to get to uh, second or third. Because it's quite doable. And that's it. Thank you. Cool. Oh, is that all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they are so busy over there. It's amazing. Uh, speaking of busy, Jack, you guys at Adventure Game Hotspot, how are you guys been doing? 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're always busy. I'm crazy busy. But unlike you guys, uh, most of my content creation is in print. Um, yes, for the lost art of reading for uh, those <laughs> five or six <laughs> people who still enjoy uh, the written word. That's what uh, most of my time is done. But we have our own podcast, too. And uh, so Joshua and I just uh, had a podcast with the one and only Al Lowe. So that was <gasps> a real pleasure Ooh. to talk to him. So Nice. I'm looking that forward to that. will be coming one. up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's I love the, the back in my day oh, vibes. It's coming from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to Adventure Game Geek. Uh, also been pushing out content at an alarming pace. Uh these past, uh, well, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say an, an alarming pace. Not not in in the last week or so because uh, uh, I actually got a j- just got a job in the congratulations. Last week. So yeah, so yay. so I so I've been doing that living in the real world for a bit because like all, all I had to what? say in the lot like all I had to <laughs> where is that <laughs> I I felt bad like one of the only, only things I could say in the last podcast was I'm unemployed. That, that that that's why I'm making so many videos. But yeah, um, no, no. Uh, so I, I'm just finishing up my uh, video of um, my top ten Adventure Jam games this year, uh, which uh, tro- Trolls makes an appearance in, or his 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 his, av- his avatar does. Um, and I I actually asked him to do that because he he was going to make a game for the Adventure Jam, but uh, it, it didn't get made. Uh, in time, but I wanted to kind of put him in in spirit somewhere. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I I decided to make him do the countdown, whereas usually my puppet, my puppet Potu does it. But I replaced my puppet got really upset about that, and that, and and now now wants to kill trolls. But anyway, so you, what, you, <laughs> you sort of neglected to tell me that part of the script. I, well, it's going to be at, what the start of like an ongoing arc because I kind of want to see that happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have future plans for that, but... but oh, anyway. shit, now I have to build a, a, a Putu uh, puppet in Character Animator. I just <laughs> I just worked out how to work my own puppet. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, planning, I'm planning a future puppet fight with trolls sometime, like, the next time we meet. And then, um, and then, and then apart, apart from the jam video after that, um, I'm probably going to go back to a video that I kind of teased, like, about a year ago. Um, when I was in Germany, and I, I wanted to do this game called Talisman, uh, which is like a game that's only in German. So you know, it, it, it hasn't been translated into English or other other languages. So I wanted to do a German only game, which I've always wanted to do ever since Ross Scott from Accursed Farms did uh, the Cave World Saga, which is also a German German only game. And to kind of introduce it to you know people who don't speak German, even though I don't speak German either, but uh, <laughs> but I was able to play the game and kind of understand it for the most part, like with with, <laughs> like, with my with my German friend uh, Selmar's help. So uh, so yeah, so I'm probably going to be doing that. It would be so fun to like live stream or or play through a game that's in a language that you don't understand personally, <laughs> right. and then have someone else as a wingman. Who pretends to know the language but actually doesn't? So he keeps <laughs> doing Feeding like this information. information. Yeah, he 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 tried his best to translate everything for me, but most of the time he just said, "Yeah, the game's trying to be funny, but it's not." Reminds me of that Space Quest knockoff, the Russian Space Quest knockoff, uh, the Adventures of Ivan Loshkin, uh, which is also only in Russian. Uh, Dos Nostalgic did a, a playthrough of it on his channel um i've been i've been wanting to cover that but there is no english translation and there is no way in hell 
I will ever get a, a Russian fluent person to sit down and play that game with me, I don't think. So your idea is relevant, then let's do it. I'll translate for you. I'm down. I don't you know any speak- Russian. Not at all. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh the misinformation idea. Well, that's actually <laughs> yeah. perfect. Right. Well, lovely segue into Vic. In- Lovely segue into Vigway uh, to <laughs> Anna and Paul. Uh, what's the Classic Gamers Guild podcast been up to lately? Well, we just recently had you on it, and that was yeah. fun. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> it was like two hours that flew by. We threw another 30 minutes on our Patreon, and it was it was just fun. It was good times, and you know the support era 47 and all that wonderful thing. Please do. And then we just recorded an episode, which is as yet released, which... I don't know, Paul, have you actually given it a name yet? Like, it's about environment and graphics in computer games. Yeah, no, we want to, I want, we want like a classy, fancy name. If you, if anybody mm-hmm. thinks of one, it's, it's for like environments and atmosphere. Cause we did that one consequence and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Comfort, comfort and maybe? consequence. Yeah. And, and it just had like about- a fancy vibe to it. And it did that episode did great. How about my ceiling is full of clouds? Mm, mm. <laughs> or make wonderful adventure. <laughs> Good. And then, of course, Phantom Fellows has been getting all sorts of work, too. Uh, I put together a little trailer for it, and then uh, you've been doing lots of uh, coding, and, and you're back to doing writing, I think, a bit more now, Paul. Yeah, now coding is, like, super hard, man. It's, it's all just so difficult. I did my first array in, in array. Oh, no. So, well, you have surpassed me, sir. <laughs> so I've been using AGS every day for three years. It's almost amazing that I, that's how I, that's how hard I work to avoid having to do like hard sounding codes. But I, I finally just had to for a keypad, and it maybe works. So. I don't, I, dude, uh, I, I still have no idea what a for statement does. I use while, and I use a lot of if then statements, and yeah. that's pretty much it. So I yeah. haven't used AGS before on like actually coding anything. Does it get you? Does it let you get away with doing a lot of stuff without coding or without scripting? How does that work? Not, not really. You have to, okay. you have to, you have to get into scripting. But the scripting language thought. is really easy to pick up. I think um, mm-hmm. once you get to the hang of this, else I've seen it is easier to understand. At least like for the basics of copy paste, put this here and put this here. If if Paul, you've set everything up first for me it makes sense in there anyways Mm-mm. yeah except sometimes they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with uh with the different commands because uh, there's like uh um not remove walkable area it's uh disable walkable area and restore walkable area but other things don't are not like disable re-enable so you have you have to constantly look up you know, like google adventure game studio how to actually do this shit kind of thing because they they are not consistent with the terminology they use for different commands yeah yeah, oh well that was a that was a good little uh round the table um i've for me personally i've uh, just i've just uploaded the uh uh, police quest video along with a thousand other videos that i didn't mean to publish (laughs) today but (laughs) here we are um and i just threw up a a little uh please go back my kickstarter video uh for soups on the uh, the reimagined soundtrack to the seventh guest and the eleventh hour that my band Era Forty Seven is doing. Uh, it's going to be on four vinyls if it's successful. There's uh, two weeks left to go at the time of this recording, so fingers crossed. We're about seventy percent funded, so that's like you know three three quarters of the way. 
a little under that. Um, but anyway, we hope we're hoping, and and the the album is going to get made uh, regardless of whether we actually get it on vinyl or not. It's probably just going to take longer because then we have to dig ourselves out of a deep depression for not getting it on vinyl because that's what we really want. Um, and in the future, I'm I'm actually doing a. A retrospective video. I don't know how fair and balanced it's going to be. <laughs> quotation marks, uh, sarcastic, because I, I actually have this sort of weird fondness for Seventh Guest. Uh, whenever you look up YouTube reviews, contemporary YouTube reviews, like current YouTube reviews of the Seventh Guest and the Eleventh Hour, they always bang on about the awful acting and the long transitions between nodes and how the puzzles make no goddamn sense and uh, d- definitely not in in context with the story and all that. And like, yes. Uh, there's a reason for all of that. Some of those, some of those aren't good reasons, but there are reasons. So I'm going to dive into the backstory because there's this lovely GameSpot article called "The Rise and Fall of Trilobite," which details all the shit that these uh, uh, two founders, Graham, Graham Devine and Rob Landros, went through to make these two games, which is just a horror tale in its own, really. But I, I haven't seen any YouTube videos cover that, so I'm going to do it and swear a lot while doing it. Um, <laughs> And, we would hope so. <laughs> and other than that, I have a huge backlog of stuff that I want to get to. Uh, one of those is my uh, my long list of not Space Quest games. Uh, stuff like uh, Innocent Until Caught and uh, Rex Nebula and the Fuck You in the Head uh, <laughs> gender bender, the absolute garbage pile that game is. And Universe, which Adventure Game Geek and I, I sort of drunkenly... Uh, mumbled to Adventure Game Geek, wouldn't it be funny if we we both reviewed Universe and we did each other's scripts? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember, and I, I think I said it was a good idea. Yeah, at <laughs> so, the time. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would have, I would have said anything to get out of a conversation with me at that point too. But it was, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it could, it could be fun. We could have, we could have Pudo or Pudi or whatever the fuck its name is. <laughs> Ho to ho to booty uh, in front of my view screen, and then we ask your age puppet in in your room. We can sort of green screen him in. I don't know. Um, I I think I think the idea that you had was to contrast our two different styles or something. Yes, um, I vaguely remember that because like because like you like you somehow have this impression that I'm 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 just like very kind of vanilla or something. And I and and like I, I I never swear, and I'm always so polite. I really didn't think I was doing that, but. <laughs> I did. Well, vanilla is is such a. I mean, you you seem like a very courteous gentleman, as opposed to the bag of turds you're now conversing with here. Uh, so, so yeah, that would be an interesting contrast, I think. Um, okay. but, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then then I noticed that you actually do sometimes swear in your videos, but it's always in a in a sort of winky nudge nudge kind of way in a very way yeah as far as i know you've never called king graham a blazing cunt or whatever it was i called him in one oh, of oh videos. well no i i would never say something like that no <laughs> um okay so moving hastily on to today's topic uh today's topic is about our audio setup uh which is sort of hilarious in the sense that you're now listening to an audio podcast uh just quick raise of hands how many here are using the same audio setup for this recording that they use for their videos, live streams, podcasts, or whatever. I should have I should have not said raise your hand since this is an audio podcast and everyone's <laughs> actually holding up their hands. Uh, I thought it was an ironic question. <laughs> I- ironically, raise your hand All so, right. so no one will know the answer. It's got more video than our podcast does, but nobody can see it, so it's like a conundrum there. Schrodinger's <laughs> well, microphone. 
Schrodinger's microphone. <laughs> well, ev pretty much everyone raised their hands. Uh, so so uh, we all have uh, our our audio setup that I'm sure some of us have worked very hard on and some of us just sort of lucked into. Um, so it's going to be sort of a gear talk in that, you know, what are we actually using, but also more of a setup kind of thing, because there's a lot that goes into that whole chain of getting somewhat crisp, lovely uh, sounds out of out of microphones, especially if you're into, you know, your Yetis and your condenser mics and stuff that picks up all the ambient noise, like if a mouse farts from several rooms away, it gets picked up and all that stuff. So uh, again, let's just go around the table. So so gear talk, uh, one short eye, what is, what, what's your hardware situation like? What mic are you using? What programs do you use to record your audio? Sure, yeah. So I actually, I took some notes here. So you, you just want me to talk about the, uh, uh, the, the hardware and not like the, uh, the, the plug-in chain afterwards? I think we'll get to the plug-in chain afterwards, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I started with the microphone I used to use was a Samson Q2U, which was a really nice USB microphone, but it also was very sensitive to plosives. And for those of you listening who don't know what that is, that's the P sounds that kind of, that I, the, the trolls was talking about earlier, I, I, I think. Oh yeah, I was starting uh, before the show. Yeah, my police course yeah. one video is full of like if you listen to that on speakers, your subwoofer is just going to start. It sounds like it's coughing every time I do like a B <laughs> or a P sound. Yeah, so so that that was my biggest complaint with that one, and I think it was also sensitive to uh, to sibilance, which again, to those listening who don't know what that is, though that's the harsh S sounds that you can sometimes get. Um, so now I'm using a Rode Procaster, and that is going to a Focusrite Scarlet Solo interface. So Ooh, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Separate audio device. Ah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'll 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 get into my stories about uh, separate audio devices, uh, as in not plug-in USB stuff. But I'm very interested to hear what Daniel is using because he always has the super crisp audio and it always sounds like like the you know like the voice of god like there's an echo like a booming like when we do these recordings we try to level them out when you guys are listening to it after the fact but daniel's audio is always like super crisp boomy kind of stuff how do you do that yeah, that that's why i ask you if you use the compressor in our last podcast because it seemed when i listened to it that my volume was higher than the rest of the people on the podcast and i wondered why that is well, I'm not a very good audio mixer. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, but buy my album. <laughs> yes, yes. But well, I'm not actually mixing that, so so don't worry about that. We have an actual audio engineer who does that. I'm using I'm using the Blue Yeti, mm -hmm. and I'm using real time processing through Nvidia Broadcast. So the Blue Yeti is using my graphics card to do real-time noise removal and echo removal. And if I remove both, oh, let's hear it, which I will, I sound this way. Actually, that's a just lot of some, echo. Yeah, it's just a little bit more echo. Yeah, a little higher yeah. up, like more of the trouble sound. But this is how I sound with uh, real-time audio processing. That's really cool. And I see you don't have a pop filter, uh, but my Blue Yeti, which is sitting in a cardboard box in my on my windowsill... I'll tell you why I don't have a pop filter. I have a pop filter right here. I bought it for my previous uh, microphone, which was a blue snowball, like Anna has. And the thing is that the pop filter 
um, has a, a very tight grip mm. that was uh, adjusted just for the Blue Yeti, for the um, uh, Snowball. But when you place it on the Blue Yeti, it just scratches the bottom of the microphone and doesn't hold so well. So it falls over. So I don't have a pop filter at the moment. But I will soon add an arm to my desk, and then I'll add a pop filter to the arm. Nice. Itself. So how do you get, because uh, my Yeti is also super uh, sensitive to plosives, uh, unless I like keep it at arm's length, and I see yours is like right next to your face. Uh, so how do you keep from... I always lean in when I talk, and that's probably why there are so many plosives in, in, in my stuff. So how do you keep from, from making that mistake? Do you want me to tell you my secret? Uh, it just yes. appears that I'm in front of the microphone. I'm talking slightly to the right of the microphone, and so the plosives go beside the microphone instead of into the microphone. Oh, the secrets we are learning. I, I should look into that. <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on. Jack, what kind oh, of... Do you what have to go to me that? next? Like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, I warned you guys before the show that <laughs> I have, like... Need I mention again that I deal in print? There's not a whole lot of audio involved in. Like, I, I've listened to my uh, my articles, and they never have much to say back. So, yeah, no, I know nothing about audio. I can't tell you I have a Yeti microphone, too. That's about it. But, uh, yeah, for our podcast, Joshua handles all that stuff, and I have no idea. As far as I know, he's just waving a magic wand and making it, you know, <laughs> all shiny and new at the end. But uh, yeah, sorry about that. No, no, don't be sorry. See, I am like a technological dunce. Um, and some would say that extra qualifier isn't really necessary. But yeah, like no, I have <laughs> no idea how any of that stuff. Like I listen to you guys talking, and all I'm hearing is like the adults from a Charlie Brown special. It's like, wah, 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 wah. You know, like I, yeah. Everything else is just makes my brain explode. You would be very surprised, sir. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to wrap my head around all of this shit. I'm, I'm just biting my tongue until it, uh, until my turn comes up so I can, so, so no, everyone can sure. feel yeah, better okay. about themselves. Well, I got the idiot section done, so everyone else now looks good uh, in comparison. Don't worry, I'll, so, I'll join you in that section in a minute. Uh, but Adventure Game Geek, your, your productions also have really crisp audio, um, especially uh, in the well, voiceover department. I, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I, I can never get my audio to sound quite the way I want it to. Although I, I, uh, I have the same microphone as Daniel. Um, so, I, you know, I have a Blue Yeti. I used to have a Snowball as well uh also had the same problem with the pop filter falling off so i just stuck i just stuck a sock on it so uh so there so there you go that is actually that is actually not a bad idea there's uh that's that's a that's a common audio engineer trick is if you don't have a pop filter and you don't have a pantyhose and a coat hanger which is also a good uh pop filter trick uh i don't know if anyone knew that but yeah just stick a sock over it the, the sound sort of muffles, but it actually works. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that that's that's my sock mic right there. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like m maybe I need to add some processing or um, uh, a compressor or something like that because I can never get my voice to have the presence that I'd, I'd like it to. You, you know, you know when you you know when you when you listen to uh, to Matt or Daniel or, or anyone else. Like I always feel that they have this like deep presence. You know, um, hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to 
Well, I, I, I don't know. But, 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 but anyway, like, maybe, maybe it's okay. Like, no one's really complained to me and said, oh, you know, <laughs> your, 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 your voiceovers suck or anything like that. So uh, I, guess, uh, hey. as, I, I guess as long as you, I, I guess as long as you can hear me properly, I'm okay with it. So, hey, uh, maybe mm-hmm. you'll learn a thing or two when we get into the uh, uh, plug-in pipeline or what it was. One that's, short I that, that, That's what I'm hoping. I that, that's what I'm. Ho- I'm waiting for the plug-in. Uh, the plug-in info. Yeah. Um, so Anna, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone has already mentioned that you have a, a, a snowball, which also looks a little 2001: The Space Odyssey ish. I don't. I don't have, I've never actually seen one. Um, but yeah. So your audio setup. Sure. Yeah, this is a this is a sharper image microphone my son got me, just a USB plug-in in like 2019 because he heard I was interested in podcasting and stuff. I've been using it ever since in like a cheapy laptop, and that's it's sitting on some books and uh, it's sitting <laughs> on a, a RF modulator with S video, uh, a Mass Effect book, and a Blade Runner book right now. So it's up to my height. And then for the podcast, my technique is I do this with less video, and then I send it to Paul. And he does magic things, much like you say happens for you, Jack. And then, boom, a podcast appears out the other side. It's amazing, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so great. cool. I love <laughs> the process. So that, that's my experience with this stuff. I'm just, I literally, thanks to you guys and in your content creation, it's motivated me to start assembling audio and, and pieces of video and learning how to clip things together for the first time in my life reassembling hey. audio and messing around and it's brand new i'm i'm seeing things i didn't see before so so this is all good i'm excited to hear recommendations and what everybody else has to say oh, oh we might actually get into some good territory with this podcast and, and i also notice you don't have a pop pop filter or anything to mask uh, the, the plosives and the sibilants and all I kept that falling stuff. off the stupid thing i i used to put a <laughs> nylon on it but it looks stupid i'm doing much like what you say daniel i'm speaking sideways on it so that i'm not like right in here assaulting everybody with t's and p's and b's and s's and <laughs> things. So uh, that's that's my that's my setup <laughs> that's weird because whenever i do that with my yeti it always sounds like i'm shouting from the other room like it never, it, it just doesn't sound right unless I'm like right in there. But maybe my voice is just crap. It depends. You have several directions for the mic. You can do bi-directional or mm. uh, 360. Mm. So if you use just one direction, direction and you talk beside it, then it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, I'll 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 I'll, I'll work on that because I'm not super happy with what I've got. But uh, so I'm looking at Paul's video feed here, and he's got one of those old-style jazz 1920s condenser mics going on. Is that, is that actually the one that's in use right now? It is, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, some, it's somehow became the mic that I, I just use because I, I used to use a bunch of Shure 58s, which is just like your like standard issue, like, you know, just like a real like, utilitary kind of microphone. Like every band on the road uses a Shure 58, I think. Um, this is a Shure... 55 55sh and it, it just it's i guess i'm saying not to say it sounds it has like the exact same qualities as a basic shore 58 it just looks kind of old-timey see and i, I really like mm-hmm. it so yeah i use that through a through a scarlet solo like like matthew uses and um i guess i, I guess i could draw a definitive line between probably Anna and i daniel and jack and then trolls geek and uh matthew short on on the other end because we're we're going we're doing our interviews or our conversation let's just say like through through the internet so like there's never 
it, it's it almost makes me try a little less hard because it's like everything I say has to go through. We use a, a service called CleanFeed, which is you know I think we're on Zencaster now. It's really similar to that. So it's like everything because Anna's in Canada and I'm in Colorado. Like we're going to be talking across the airwaves anyway. So there's just a huge loss of quality right off the bat, as opposed to. Um, you know, trolls or geek or, or short, I just, you guys recording like hardline right into your system and um, things like that. So I guess, I guess maybe just a worthy point to make is like for, for those people that have to record co-op, you know, online with somebody else, that there's going to be like a huge drop and probably just more, less effort in the hardware and more work in the post. Yeah, I guess. absolutely. Yeah. Having done different. Oh uh, well, yeah. uh, have, having done both, I'll, I'll 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 be on I'll be on Paul's team, but I'm interested to hear your your point of differ, Daniel. Well, even though most of the work can be done in post, there's only so much you can do in post, so you have to get everything ready. If you are recording, for example, when we started recording our interviews, we recorded them on Zoom. So sure, you have loss of quality because of the Zoom compression, and the other side is even worse. So when we use these types of um, websites and software, like we use over here, and what we use on our uh, on our end, which is Riverside, then we just record uncompressed WAV files and we upload them to the cloud, and then it it's just like recording locally on your computer. So, hmm. and and I, and it's it's what these uh, you know, ZenCaster and, and and all these uh, stores do. they they record the audio locally. So you're not listening to, uh, like, if, if I was recording this off of Discord, you would be hearing my voice quite clearly, and then everyone else would sound like they're being, <laughs> like, there's a speaker at the bottom of the toilet. And the, yeah, uh, so, so it also solves the problem if like somebody's connection screws up for a second, you don't get that garbledy. You know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that's hardware, uh, which is interesting to some and and absolutely pointless to others there's a lot of i mean the when the blue yeti came out every streamer and youtube creator just sort of picked one up because it plugs into your usb connection and it's a fairly crisp sounding microphone that is possibly a little too sensitive for its own good but i i, I mean I, I think it sounds fine uh i obviously can't get it to work properly but that's because my computer is super noisy and my biggest problem is noise reduction. So, uh, no, but just before we get into the the whole plug-in pipeline, uh, my setup currently is an old Sennheiser microphone. That no, wait, no, actually, I swapped out the Sennheiser microphone. So, okay, so so I'll, many many years ago, like like decades ago, my dad gave me a Sennheiser E eight three five S because uh, he used to work at Sennheiser, so he, he used to like bring product home. Um, and that was my go-to mic for, for a long time. Lovely little thing. And then recently, a friend of mine uh, bought a better mic, so he wanted to get rid of his old mic, and he was like, hey, do you want a free mic? And I was like, sure, why not? And I have no idea what it is. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Wait, so you were talking to the wrong microphone all this time? Maybe we should start over. Uh, no, it's not even plugged in. Don't worry. Um I don't even know where the box is. Anyway, it's a it's a lovely mic. I'm very sorry, good friend. Uh, it's a it's a it's a lovely mic, and I think it's a little less uh, it's a little more sensitive than the Sennheiser one because I think my voice comes through slightly clearer than that. But I could just be fooling myself. Um, and it's going into the oldest audio device you've ever seen. It's an actual old M Audio Mobile Pre USB 
uh, f- which is going on 15 or 20 years at this point, I think. Like, it's super old. And it's buffed and it's scratched. And every time you turn the volume knob, the, the potentiometer is just, just crackles. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> one of the audio channels cuts out and all that shit. But it's still going. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my hardware setup right now. But uh, like I said, my main problem... I'm just gonna go first on the uh, on the uh, then we'll we'll go in a backwards order just just to, just for shits and giggles. So the the uh, my like I said my biggest problem is noise reduction. Uh, luckily my room is quite small the one I do my recordings in so I don't have a lot of problem with echo, but I do have a lot of problem with noise. So I'm, uh, my computer's right underneath my desk and there's no liquid cooling or anything. It's just this big loud fan that I forget to clean. So I only do it like every year or so. And it just sounds, sounds like a Yeti coughing up a hairball most of the time. So every time I, every time I plug in my blue Yeti, it just, it sounds like I'm like near an ocean or something. And I really have to get in and like massively, first of all, compress my voice and then get all that noise reduction shit out there. So what I do for my, my videos, uh, is actually record all the voiceover uh, before I put the video together. Most people do, <laughs> unless they're doing like live Let's Plays and stuff, um, which I don't really do much of. Uh, so for, for the Fair and Balanced videos, I record everything into my DAW, which is Mixcraft. And there's a whole chain of plugins for compression, which brings my voice up uh, if, if I whisper, if I shout or whatever, it all seems fairly level. There's uh, some noise reduction, obviously. Um, and that's really about it. All I've done is just sort of dial those two in. Oh, of course, there's a gate. Uh, and the gate is what uh, happens if, if my voice goes below a certain level or if I, if I just stop talking. There isn't that noise floor. So it just cuts off that noise floor. Irritatingly, I cannot get rid of the actual noise when I start talking. You can still hear the noise floor. It annoys the piss out of me. Uh, and I'm looking at one short eye and his voice just sounds crisp and clear and he's sitting in a huge spacious living room and I have no idea how he does it. <laughs> what, what's what's the deal, we'll, we'll, man? We'll get to that. Oh, uh, oh you're asking me? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I said we were going to go in a reverse order. We'll but go I, in reverse I, order. <laughs> All right, so so okay, so Cloud City, uh, Paul. Uh, let's okay, reverse order. Uh, so so, what do you do with uh, in terms of post production on on your stuff? Right. Well, you're going to want to start by clicking a lot of buttons. Just yes. start clicking buttons <laughs> till it sounds better or worse. And no, I. What can I say that's helpful? Jeez, Louise. Um, like ever. Um, okay. <laughs> To anybody listening that maybe is using Logic, then, then I guess I could be of help because this is like Logic-only stuff. So there's, there's specific presets in Logic that help tremendously. And the three of them are refreshed old recordings. Why did I say three? There's, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> there's um, actually 14. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a spoken word, like a narration filter, specifically for like a narrator, I guess, of a story. It sounded like a podcaster, so I clicked it sounded better um this is the, this is the logic behind the logic um and then obviously using like all kinds of compression um noise gate like trolls said just to get rid of any little things in the background besides my son which i, I can't i can't get rid of um no. and um and yes yeah, so tried duct tape across his mouth yeah. right now i just i just throw raw meat at him every three hours and that, that <laughs> buys me time um 
But yeah, I guess I guess if you're using logic, then the the spoken word filter that has the narration, the refreshed old recordings filter, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it that I can remember. Hmm. There's one other, and it's really bothering me, but that's all I got. Hey, that's that's actually that's a, that's a good point. Don't be afraid of presets. There's no there's nothing that says there's no book rule book that says you have to go in and manually add all of this compressor gate and all that shit in and dial it in yourself. If there is a thing that could take care of this automatically and it sounds good, I mean, the most important thing is that it sounds good. Never be afraid of presets. Um, right. And, and I'm just remembering now real quick, in Logic, there's an audiobook preset. And, and within that, within those EQ settings, you find all the gold for podcasting. Because essentially, I'm looking at it as almost the same thing, right? So because there's not a podcasting preset, there probably will be eventually soon. But for now, yeah, in Logic, and I think, it, I think this extends to GarageBand. So any, any Mac users on either two of those, you can find these presets, which, which, yeah, just follow the trail for audiobooks. And it works good for podcasts. Nice. Oh, I completely forgot to talk about EQ, but that's fine because I don't. I tried EQing out the noise floor, and I've, I'm, I'm running out of stupid metaphors. But it it, it kind of <laughs> sounded like I was buried under the floorboards and I was screaming for help. Uh, so I, I I actually don't uh, EQ my voice at all. But not all right. far off for some of the games you play, probably. Probably not. No. <laughs> well, well uh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm going to do Tex Murphy at some point. There's a body buried under the floorboards in one or two of those. I think. <laughs> Uh, no, Anna. So uh, post-production stuff, I, I assume from what I can tell, Paul does most of the post-production stuff, but you must do some stuff on your own as well, right? Right. I must. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you, I, you, said, you said you were dabbling. At least. I'm dabbling. Yeah, I've I've been uh, lately. I've been I did an interview with my mom, and I was asking about different personalities that she has and different ways that she uses them in art and in influence. If she's writing or if she's drawing, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, and I'm I'm setting that to a slideshow of her art that's relevant to what she's talking about. So I'm kind. It's just to me, it's getting a grasp of mixing a visual and an auditory uh, world. And and mm. my mom's computer is also. It was super noisy. And there was nothing I could really do at the time when we were recording because I took it downstairs to her area. So everything I've done is just kind of in post. And that's just me highlighting and hitting buttons on like the special settings and audacity and just messing around with it and seeing what, what I can do. It's pretty straightforward. Like for me being intimidated to do that stuff, audacity has just kind of held my hand and helped me through a lot of this stuff. That's a, that's also an interesting point. So, so far we've heard about, uh, like DAWs, like big as music recording software, Logic, uh, Mixcraft, which I'm sure none of you have ever heard of, but mm -hmm. it's it's an actual thing. Um, your 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 main DAWs are stuff like uh, like Logic and Ableton Live and Pro Tools and and uh, all this sort of stuff. Uh, but Audacity uh, for most people use it, and and this is an actual audio term, destructively, <laughs> as in they go in. And they mess with a WAV file, and whatever they add to it is added onto the file itself. So mm -hmm. you can't get rid of it uh, after mm -hmm. if, if you have to keep backups of stuff. But I think Audacity also supports VST plugins. Is that right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't. I, that seems like a f relatively recent development, like within the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they they do support VSTs. So that's and and for those of you who don't know, a VST is basically a plugin that you put on an audio track, so it does go in and mess with the track itself. Mm -hmm. uh, which also means that once you hit something that you really like, something that sounds good, you have to re-export 
that into a new file. Um, but so, so, so what, what, what do you do? Do you do destructive editing or do you use plugins? Uh, I do it destructively. I, I keep a main file and then I just make other ones and mess with them and do stuff with them. And I end up with way too many files sitting on the computer and I try to label them accordingly. So I'm like, and then sometimes I just like, I was on a backwards kick. So I was listening to stuff backwards, what I had recorded with other people and calling that like the weirdo stuff in its own. It just, it's a mess. <laughs> I don't have very much room on this laptop. So it's, but it's fun anyways. No, none of that's practical at all. Oh, well. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with doing destructive editing. I know that the term is really, really harsh, <laughs> but once you, once you hit something, like if you hit a, a, a good chain of, I need to, you know, do this and do this, do this, do this, and then mm -hmm. just save that bad boy up. Just oh, yeah. remember to keep different versions of it going. Cause actually that's what you're doing with VSTs anyway, except of just keep, uh, uh, keeping multiple copies of the same file. You're just, you know, putting more and more VSTs on until something sounds right. And then you bounce that to a different wave file anyway. Oh, God, I'm starting to ramble here. So let's, uh, let's turn the mic over to Adventure Game Geek and his post production escapades. What do you do for post? <laughs> my, my, my escapades, right? Yes. Uh, I, I I use uh, uh, I use Audacity same as Anna, um, and uh, yeah, I I, I, j I just have different different exports. So you know, I, I have an export for my original recording, an export for my recording with noise. So I do noise reduction if necessary, or like a normalize or an EQ or like whatever, like hmm. d d different filters just to see if I can get it sounding the way I want, which I don't always do. Hmm. Um, and uh that's 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 about it really and and you see that like this 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 is uh this is why i'm so ignorant of uh audio recording in particular because i didn't even know what a door was you see there you go i say i'm just going to admit that so there you go <laughs> so there you go and, it, then, is and a, then I, it is a weird acronym <laughs> it is even weirder to say digital but, uh, audio workstation i don't I, I i i don't know why i'm not aware of these things but uh, i i i'm kind of more <laughs> i i do most of my stuff in in premiere pro just in the in the edit and stuff and so if, if i need to do any extra uh things in there i can use uh some filters in that uh as well uh yeah so yeah yeah that's interesting yeah because uh premiere pro uh or adobe premiere whatever version you're using also have their own little suite of audio plugins that you can use uh mm -hmm. including a rather good noise reduction filter certainly better than the ones that are included in my daw uh, and Audacity also has a really interesting noise reduction where you, you have to feed it like a, a snippet of silence or of what's supposed to be silence. And then it analyzes the entire wave file and goes through it. Like, uh, right. I just, I just right. imagine it like going through with like a broom and a dustpan, like a janitor's just going, scrap that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's, that's why I developed the habit of just kind of just sitting in silence for 10 seconds before I say anything. <laughs> so I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, Okay, this is a uh, voiceover for the Adventure Dad 2023, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, another question for you is, you're one of the few uh, content creators on this, um, in this network who do on-camera appearances. Uh, so do you use the same audio recording setup for when you do on-camera appearances? Do you sort of hide the mic oh, under oh, your a, oh, shirt a, or oh, whatever? That's a good point. Um, I, 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 I kind of alternate. Uh, at, at the moment, I'm using um, like for like on camera stuff. Uh, I'm using a, like a wireless microphone, a, a D, DJI microphone that just kind of clips on 
like you know right here yeah uh we, you know which which has been really good like uh before that i i had a rode wireless mic which you know which is which is pretty similar the the dji i i would highly recommend because it actually it doesn't need you don't need to plug it into like um another audio recording device like the camera or like an audio recorder uh the dji actually records it internally Mm. Uh, and and so you you can actually pull it straight off like this little thing, so it's all kind of contained, and so and so you don't need it, don't need anything else. So like I'm I'm really happy with that. I, I've only been using that like fairly recently. That's um, actually really clever. Mm-hmm. Like um, you, you know, and and it, it's also nice. It's just like a little thing that clips on because otherwise I used to use like a boom microphone on a stand. That you know plugs into like an audio recorder, but you know I have to set the whole thing up and everything, and it's such a pain. And you know because c- I don't always have the same setup, so I have to keep kind of moving it around. Mm. You know, so uh, yeah, like I, I I'm quite happy with uh, with with the wi- using the wireless right now. Yeah, and do you notice any like big change in audio quality between when you do your voiceover and you do your lav mic on camera stuff? Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, you, you can always tell the difference, but I, but I've just kind of like got, you know, got, got used to that. Um, yeah, I, I really like how the DJI, DJI sounds like I, I'd like to get my voiceover to sound better somehow. I don't, I don't know what it is. But I think it has something to do with like the way my voice sounds. <laughs> but, I'm of the same but, opinion yeah. about myself. I'm like, I've, I've tried everything. I've tried listening to you know tutorials and shit, and and apparently they just can't cope with nasal Danish people. There's there's got to be some, there's a there's a bottleneck was, somewhere in the chain. I was I I always feel like it's it, it's some somehow like an illusion, like, like you know, like the way you hear hear people speak in like YouTube videos or online and stuff, and then and, and then you think they sound like that, and then you meet them in person. And they like sound sound like totally different. So so so, 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 so people might think I sound you know I, I'm like go up to them and be like ah oh, hello fellow adventurer ha ha ha. But then in reality I'm like oh oh hi hi how you doing you know, you know? so it's it's kind of like there's like a big difference. But that's that's kind of like the magic of uh, video making I guess. Mm. Yeah, and and uh, not to stay on you for too long, but uh, I also did uh some videos with a lav mic uh for some strange ass backwards reason i have no idea uh I, i'm really interested in that that thing that that records locally so you don't have to mm-hmm. lug around a, a audio device or a laptop or whatever um i had a god i should probably look up what the hell it was but there, uh, there are some uh there's a really really super cheap uh one i think it's called boyer or something lav mic oh boyer yeah that's that sounds familiar yeah, uh, and it's uh, f- oh boy, yeah, oh yeah, okay, boy, hang yeah. on, Boya Lav, <laughs> yeah, it's called the Boya BYMM One, and it's a super cheap lav mic that plugs into your smartphone. And the good thing about doing that is one, it's surprisingly good quality. It it lacks some low end, like there's not a lot of bass uh, and presence and stuff. But f- but for being out and about and it, you know. It, it's a really good lav mic for 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 smartphones, and if you plug it into a smartphone, it doesn't need external battery. It runs off the um, the the phone's battery, so which is really good for me. And also, it comes with like I don't know what it is in feet and inches, but it's like a sixty meter long co- connection wire, so you can basically like jog across a field and do your your on camera stuff with it. Um, so yeah, so uh, some some microphone recommendations there. Uh, well, Jack, 
So well, you don't do any post-production at all. As you can imagine, I'm a font of information when uh, where this topic is concerned. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm really no, looking the, forward the, to your bit. The cruel joke of having the, the print guy on the audio show continues. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I have absolutely no idea what we do with our show. I, I will say, I will admit, though, that I have dabbled myself uh, with audacity. I, uh, you know, just messed around with some clips and stuff. But, I mean, it took me forever to even figure out how to get a recording to, pl- like, to play louder than it did. And... So I'm going to say, here's the one lesson I learned from my experience with dabbling. Stop dabbling. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. No, I was really hoping I would like, you guys would inspire me today. And I go, okay, you know what? They make it sound so easy. And the, no, no, no. Oh. I, I've heard all you guys. No wonder I'm so intimidated. Oh man, I am so over my head. So. Well, that's probably because we are, uh, I mean, there's, there's, you know, the level of expert, uh, expectancy from whoever's listening to this, if they look at the mm-hmm. description and go, oh, they're going to talk about audio stuff. I w- personally, and we probably should have talked about this before the show, but I was kind of reticent to go like completely base level. So here's what a compressor does and here's what reverb does and all that. Oh, no, you should have. Because I was assuming maybe <laughs> the listening audience would know that already, but uh, no. At the same time, now that I think about it, and I'm just rolling with it, it's it's probably maybe we are uh, like losing some people along the way, like people who are just uh, you know plugging their Yetis into a USB port and just going. I have no idea what post production is. I have no idea what a noise filter does. I, have no I am repping those people. So yeah, that's what right. we're here for, Jack. Go team. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm um, taking one for you guys. <laughs> well, so uh, luckily we've saved uh, the <laughs> we've saved Daniel and one short eye for last for this one. So maybe they can help us out with some terminology. Uh, after yeah, we, glossary uh, for dummies uh, is what I need. Help us out, guys. <laughs> But uh, just, I mean, Daniel's already sort of preemptively talked about what he does, and there's some GPU noise reduction going on there. So basically, he's hitting the cheat code, but there's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, you must do some post-production uh, filtering as well, right? Well, well, since 100% of our content at the moment is recorded live, which means there are no do-overs, if we mess up in that recording, that's it. And I've experienced it lately when I had an interview with an animator from LucasArts in which the first 17 minutes of the interview were recorded from his AirPods. And Mm. so it was a muffled mess. And I tried every every, uh, service out there, every website out there, Adobe Podcast, everything. Nothing works. And so I'm trying to painstakingly try to find bits of the audio to fix them but there's nothing to do with that so i may just release it as is with a 17 minutes with a disclaimer saying the first 17 minutes are a mess the rest is pretty good because the website refreshed for some reason and then it switched to his regular mic Hmm. so since there are no do-overs in our recordings i tried to do everything in reproduction so um before every live stream we have, I always check the the audio levels on OBS to see if my audio levels and Paul's audio levels are at mm-hmm. the same volume. And this setup I did, I, as you can probably assume, I don't play newer games. I play retro games, mm-hmm. so I don't need the NVIDIA 
3070 RTX to run King's Quest VI, <laughs> I bought this uh, graphics card in order in order to have real-time audio processing for the live stream. And not just audio processing, even my camera is going through NVIDIA Broadcast. For example, the background removal is through NVIDIA Broadcast. <gasps> this is the first time he's turned off his background. I didn't get a screenshot. Yeah. God damn it, is someone recording this? <laughs> it's a mess. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty slick, actually. I, I got it, that. I got it. It's uh, organized. It's organized. Now, now the thing is, well, I'm moving soon, so that's mm. why it's not organized. Oh, shit, I just saved over Paul's clouds. You're going to have to snap a photo of us for us, Paul. Anyway, okay. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the thing is, the beauty of, of uh, real-time processing and everything that NVIDIA does over here is the fact that it even removes the background from the gap between the headphones and yeah, my head. It's impressive. Yeah, I see that, yeah. So Zoom doesn't do that. Mm-mm. And that's software uh, real-time. Yeah. Background removal. So this one does that. Anyway, a lot of pre-production, audio levels, make sure that everything's fine. When I talk to my guests, I make sure that their audio is fine. And then uh, in live streams, I have nothing to do because it's released as is. And in interviews that I edit after the recording, the only thing I do is I change the audio gain for my guests because their volume is usually lower than mine. I turn it up. I add noise reduction on Adobe Premiere to make sure that there is no hiss, not on my side, not on their side. Then I use a compressor to make sure that our audio levels are at the same volume. And then I sometimes add more audio gain on their side in order to have a consistent volume for both of us. And that's it. Nice one. Uh, just a quick question. I know what you said we're going to do glossary and, and for dummies and stuff, but I just have to ask, do you put like a limiter on some of your stuff? So like it's always just under one or minus one or two decibels, or do you not bother with that? Because sometimes that like blows out people's speakers like they watch several different YouTubes and uh, YouTube videos. Well, when I use my compressor, it's minus seven. Okay. Every, all my videos are minus seven. So even if there's something above that, it won't reach one clip. Right. Yeah. C- uh, clipping. Okay. We can get into that terminology because I'm a master at <laughs> making mm-hmm. shitty audio that clips. Clipping is when you hear that digital distortion because there's too much sound coming through. So it starts, uh, it, it literally sounds like clipping, like a sound, like someone holding a pair of scissors next to your ear <laughs> like that. Uh, it's a terrible phenomenon. And one of the ways you can sort of mitigate that is by using a limiter. And the limiter is really just goes in and looks at the audio and goes, everything that comes above this certain amount of decibels, we're just going to squash that down until it stops being an asshole. Um, <laughs> sometimes you get away with good shit. And sometimes it just sounds like, because if everything is too low, what I, was, what I was getting at was if you watch several different YouTube videos from different creators in a row, and all of a sudden you get to someone who's like boosted the shit out of their audio with limiters and compressions and all that stuff. You just sort of go, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Because um, a lot of YouTubers don't do that. So uh, there's there's something f- to consider there as well. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, one short eye. <laughs> Again, the spacious living room and the, uh, you don't have a pop filter. You have one of those little muffs like microphone windscreen muffs. windscreen wow. yeah yes um so how do you how do you get 
how do you get such crisp audio out of your stuff? Yeah, so let, let's talk about that. So the the first thing I probably should have mentioned during hardware, I, I think part of it and and why it's maybe different from yours is that this is a dynamic mic and not a condenser mic. And I don't know how to explain the technical differences to a, a general audience, except that condenser microphones pick up everything mm. um, and dynamic mics tend to be directional. The other thing that I do for YouTube videos and this is probably what makes the biggest difference is that I know you can't see my desk from here and podcast listeners obviously can't see my desk. At least I, I hope they can't. Um, <laughs> my, my desk here is set up such that I put a blanket over my head. And, so I, have, and so I make a little cave fort, a <laughs> little, little, little blanket fort. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, th- then that takes care of a lot of the echo, and that I think probably makes the biggest uh, the biggest difference <laughs> out of is, everything. <laughs> no, that is a tried and true. Uh, uh, news reporters used to do that when they had to record uh, voiceover in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would make a little mm-hmm. blanket for it inside their news vans and just uh, record their uh, Get, yeah. Gets rid of the echoes. So that's so that that's what that is. So okay, audio setup stuff. So I record narration into Reaper. So that's the DAW that uh, that I mm-hmm. use. Um, in that I have a high pass filter to get rid of like the low rumbly, like really low frequencies. Um, and apparently this is what I got from watching some things. Um, sometimes even though like the extremely, extremely low frequencies, your ears can't hear sometimes certain plugins will take that sonic information into account and not work as well. Um, and so that's part of why you remove that. Then I have a RX7 voice denoise plugin. And so that's just, it's a noise remover, but it's specifically designed, I guess, for voice like isolation. Um, and it, I, you can make that really extreme, but I don't. It's so, but it gets sort of some of like the hiss, right? Hmm. And the background stuff. Then I have an RX7 D-Click plugin, and what that does is it gets rid of the gross mouth noises, like the saliva. And I'm not going to do it now because that's. <laughs> but what, if you want a really gross experience, you 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 record yourself doing that. You can isolate what it's taking out, and it just sounds like clicks and slobbering, and it's really mm. gross. The ASMR uh, crowd will Maybe. know exactly what we're talking about. So then there's that. Then there's EQ. And it's a pretty gentle EQ. It just takes out a little bit of the boominess and a little bit of my nasally mids. So the mid-range frequencies that are nasally. I don't know how else to oh, describe it. Oh, you scoop yourself. A little bit, yeah. A little ah, bit. Yes. And then a little bit of, uh, of light compression. So that's what I do in, in, in Reaper because I, I, just, I found that I like those plugins there. Mm. Then when I go into... DaVinci Resolve, which is the video editor that I use, they also have a tab for audio, and we have like an audio suite within that. And they have some plugins there that I like. One uh, thing that I put on is a de-esser, so that will get rid of some of the sibilance. Then also a multiband compressor, uh, which I don't want to explain what that is because I <laughs> hardly know. But it, it's it's just a it it can. Comp- it what evens out the audio like the the low lows and the high highs even more better i think yeah, um, and then i do use shouting yeah it, it kind of makes yeah um but then uh, you mentioned a limiter a few minutes ago i do use that to uh to prevent clipping and then there's also within that limiter there's like a a makeup gain and that's mm-hmm. sort of where i kind of get uh get things leveled out and then it also has a a, a handy uh, loudness meter 
that sort of constantly running and giving you like the um, average audio loudness uh, that's uh, that's that, that's there. And so that's basically what I what I do. Um, and the two other things I thought to to mention: um, each interview subject that I do has their own separate channel because mm-hmm. you know that sometimes they were. Most of the time, I don't do too much with them. I, I throw on the same sort of compression um, and and limiting. Occasionally, if somebody's mic is just really weird and we couldn't fix it, you know, in in pre-production uh i'll throw some eq on there if there's something especially odd um but then something else that is probably not obvious that i I learned from watching somebody else that i I thought to mention as a tip um when i put music in videos i have two channels for music one is for music that i want to play at full volume like when i'm not doing narration and that's just you know the music the other one though is for background music. So I like when I want to put, put that down. And so I, I, I take, uh, you know, take the volume down, obviously, but then I scoop some of the mids in that. And what mm. I found and what you can hear, if you like, you really pay attention is that if, if you take out some of the mid range frequencies of, again, of background music, the music that you don't really care about them listening to intently, mm-hmm. um, you, it improves the clarity of your voiceover a little bit. It's not competing as much. That is a great tip. I should do that because uh, that's always been my biggest problem. Uh, I've tried using Premiere's built-in, uh, what's it called, uh, the ducking, where it goes in and tries mm-hmm. to tries yeah. to duck the music whenever someone's talking, and then bring it back up when someone's not talking and all that. And it never works out well for me. So it, it, in the why end, not? Did you set everything? All of the voiceover is dialogue, and then the music is music. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I did all that, and and it and it and it works to an extent, but I I still feel that even when it gets like really low, I'm still paying too much attention to the music, and it's always been a big problem for me to properly balance uh, background music with uh, narration or dialogue or whatever. Uh, so that's actually a great tip. The one that oh, about scooping the mids. By scooping the mids, I would mean uh, an EQ has like. Uh, a row of uh, different frequency knobs that you can twiddle with. And by scooping the mids, we mean like just making a little U shape in the middle frequencies. Yeah. And so nothing just- too extreme either. Cause you can go, you can d- completely destroy the sound of it. And typically I, I found not just with that, but with like with everything less is normally more. Hmm. Now here, okay. Just, just to get into this EQ business for a little bit. And then I'll talk about my live setup, which is, um, Oh, oh God! There's there's a live set. I used to do live stuff as well, um, but just uh, so some of us here are musicians, and some of us uh, have played in bands, and some of us have done audio engineering for music, uh, not just uh, audio voice recording stuff. And EQing is one of those things, especially for guitar players, where it just Every time you if, you, if you listen to a certain type of music, as, as I do, the ones where the guitars are really, really loud and everyone's shouting at each other, then the, uh, the guitar player always, for some reason, wants to boost his mids, and it hurts my ears. And I, I, love, a, I love a guitar where everything is just scooping. You said be gentle with the scooping. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to floor that, that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it just sounds like a buzzsaw instead of... It, whatever it is so so um has anyone tried that uh, um like telephone distortion thing where you crank the mids up and destroy all the uh treble and the bass so it sounds like you're calling from outer space 
I've used that as sort of like an effect sometimes to like designate that I'm like reading something. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've used that occasionally as like just an effect. Hmm. I, I've used that on, on uh, I, I believe it was like an AirPod kind of situation, similar to what Daniel was explaining earlier. One of the guests, it, w- it was just the best they could do. And I, I think it was, I think it was actually Captain D, Captain Disaster. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, Dave, right? I'm like, I know it's Seaman, yeah. but what's the yeah, first Dave. name? Okay, it's, it's yeah. Dave. <laughs> Poor Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I put up enough of that shit in grade school. Um, but using the telephone technique as, as a secondary, almost like a phantom track to, to Dave's actual track. And mm. it was just the idea was just kind of sneaking it in underneath of his track just to help pull some of the rescue them. It was just so muddy, the, the, yeah. giving it like, a, like an intensified... Uh, it was it's something I had done on guitar tracks where it, it, it was I really like like with guitar it's called like lady tone it's like this Eric Clapton kind of vibe where you have the the neck pickup on and the tone knob mostly all the way down if not all the way down and it's just I think like wonderful tonight I guess most of our listeners are of the age to know that song probably immediately <laughs> so like just that that kind of tone and vibe or slash use it a lot too and that's always been my favorite tone but sometimes it can it, it's at the risk of being a bit too muddy especially. Th- you know, throughout a wide range of monitors and speakers and such. So it was like a technique I would use with music as well, which would be to sneak in just a, a mid only track and the opposite of the scoop, you know, just like a V and just put, just put it underneath of it, underneath of the main, the master track and drop the volume way down. And just like, I don't even know if it's really there, but it's like, it feels mm. <laughs> placebo wise. Anyway, I, th- I think it gives it a little bit of body. That's a, that's also a really good tip. If something is really messing with your head, you can double up audio tracks and and do something crazy to uh, uh, the uh, the guy who's actually doing the mixing is my bandmate uh, for for Soup Sons, my bandmate John Paul, and he does stuff to my drums, which uh, is called parallel compression. And he had to explain this to me very very slowly, but it essentially means that you do, you 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 do you do a duplicate of the drum track, and one of them you compress to absolute shit. So it, it sounds like if, if you turn that compressed track up, it sounds like someone is physically trying to kick your head in. And, you, and, the, and then you lower that volume very, very gently. Like you, just so it's, so it's almost imperceptible. And then you play the actual drum track over that. But it just exactly gives that. the kick drum and the snare drum just a little extra kick, obviously. Um, sorry, this is getting into music talk. But yeah, I am making an album. So that's top of mind for a lot of what, of what I'm doing. Um, so, uh, any, oh, 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 live setup. So I used to do a lot of live setup and I could never get my, even if I was using a condenser mic or directional mic, this is a directional mic I'm talking into right now, by the way. Um, I could never get it to sound right. I, I always had the same problem that Adventure Game Geek was talking about, where I could never, it didn't have that richness or fullness. And I know my voice isn't exactly rich and full to begin with. Um, so, so I always really wanted it to sound decent. And also I had a huge problem with noise and all that sort of stuff. The noise floor I was talking about earlier. So actually a friend of mine, Alexander Mejia of, um, uh, Fuck, what the hell is his company name? Human Interact. Sorry. God, every I, I've talked to him a million times. You'd think I'd remember this stuff. Uh, Human Interact. Uh, he is a professional audio engineer and a professional video producer and all that sort of stuff. And talking to him about technology in any capacity, but especially in audio technology, you really have to strap on for dear life because he will go 100 miles a minute and 
doesn't stop for breaths. <laughs> so, uh, but he he very courteously and very benignly took a look at my uh, my audio setup, and he basically he told me to do a test recording of just me with 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 no filters, nothing, just raw audio, and then send it to him. And then he went off into his laboratory somewhere <laughs> and started twiddling knobs. And then he sent me like twenty screenshots. Uh, and actually called me up on OBS and, and just went, okay, so now you go in and you add this noise reduction filter and you set it to this many percent and then you go in and add this gate and then you do all this sort of stuff. And what I'd already figured out was that OBS, which I, I'm guessing is the screen recording software that most YouTubers and streamers use. If you use XSplit, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> I've used it like once and it really bothered me for some reason. But anyway, uh, so OBS... <laughs> Uh, it can do multiple audio track recordings, as one short I was talking about, uh, which means that you get an MP4 out if you're the sort of masochist who doesn't mind having to redo <laughs> video footage if the file doesn't close properly. Trust me, I've been there. You can also set it to <laughs> MOV or MKV, and this is really what I recommend, by the way. If you ever do any recording with OBS, never set it to record in MP4 format. Because you will eventually have your ass kicked by it. And I can I hear did. the pain and the experience in your voice I, right I now. I can see it in Geek's face, <laughs> too. Geek's I, 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 can, I can relate to that. I've had the same experience. <laughs> yeah, there's a built-in remuxer. I know Adobe Premiere, and I'm assuming DaVinci Resolve also. I've used DaVinci Resolve, but it was like a long time ago, so I'm on Premiere now. Um, they don't accept MK, MKV files, and they because uh, no one's heard of MKV files outside of, like, if you pirate movies off of pirate bay or something I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like the pirate format for some reason mm. uh and mov files are notoriously fiddly and they can get very very large and unwieldy um but uh so so but but obs has a built-in remuxer which means that okay you record it in this esoteric format and then uh, obs will go in and convert that to an mp4 so premiere can read it and all that stuff so it's not a huge hassle just never record an mp4 off topic sorry so uh the audio setup that we set up uh was i wanted to have my own narration on one audio channel i wanted the game audio that we were playing on a different channel so far so good and then i wanted to have people on my discord uh, be able to join, but I wanted all of their voices on a third channel. And this turned into some real audio fuckery where we had... Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, the, uh, the the Yeti, which I was using at the time, is a separate audio device in itself. You go into Windows's audio mixer, and it shows up as a different audio. I mean, it's got a headphone jack and everything. You can you can use it to... You know, it's, it's an actual sound card. Uh, so we were using that as a microphone, but it was feeding into the onboard sound card in my computer, which was listening to the Yeti. And then we were feeding the Discord denizens into my M-Audio audio device. And the, in the, the onboard audio card was also listening to that. There was a whole chain of audio devices listening to each other. And if you fucked up on one of them, you'd get this cacophonous feedback <laughs> of just bowling just billowing echo everywhere it was amazing and every time you wanted to like do something normal like just play a game without having all this shit turned on you'd have to go into your audio device and just cross your fingers and hope you were turning off the right audio device and all that shit <laughs> and there was a there was a there was a long ass time when i when i when i wanted to get into discord voice calls i had to turn on obs because otherwise everyone was just completely silent <laughs> and i it, it was it was so 
obviously it sounds Daniel, like a nightmare <laughs> it was it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of a hassle uh luckily all the um you know uh, presets that he turned in you know uh, compression noise gates gate all that sort of stuff all that stuff he, it, it's still what i use when i record uh with with just obs when i do let's plays and stuff and it seems to work fine so that's the but anyway so so that whole multi-track uh mixing and stuff so daniel obviously you guys do that you have your guests on one audio track and you have yourselves on on other tracks no hmm? he's shaking his head i told you pre-production you have my audio channel which is like you said since the microphone is connected directly to the computer it has its own its own channel hmm. but everything else goes through desktop audio so when we play a game i have to make sure that the game volume is reaches a certain volume level and pulse levels reach certain volume levels and our guests reach the same volume levels mm. so again pre-production i know that obs has several beta features in which you can uh, do separate audio channels for various apps doesn't work that well whenever i use the compressor on obs doesn't work that well either just takes up a lot of CPU and doesn't do much. Every time I try to use that, it would either silence the channel too much or have a, a long delay between the actual plosive and mm. OBS trying to correct it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm not using anything from OBS. Only thing I'm using, like I said, the real-time processing on my part and everything else that goes through desktop audio, I have to make sure in pre-production that it's at the correct level. Ah, uh, yeah, because when you're streaming, obviously, you only have one audio channel that everything has to pass For through. For the desktop, desktop audio, yeah, which exactly. is my guests and the game. Yeah. Well, that, that that actually makes sense. And yeah, we forgot to mention OBS also has its own audio plugins. Some of them are decent. There's a sidechain ducker that's actually not terrible. And again, the ducking is when I use you... that for, for live streams, yeah. Yeah, it's actually not, not, that, not that bad. Uh, there are also some audio things that are quite bad. Their noise reduction, for instance, is not super great. <laughs> um, but, I think the but, only thing I have on an OBS is the sidechain compression and a limiter. Hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. You call it sidechain compression. I call it ducking. And this is where so, yeah. terminology get, starts getting uh, getting weird. Uh, we're, we're both technically right, I guess. I guess ducking is more of the slang word for it because the audio ducks like it's jumping under the table uh, <laughs> whenever something else needs to take precedence. So here's, here's a fun thing we should maybe do. So uh, no judgment, obviously. Audio mixing is something that's... Uh, excuse me, I have to cough. Can we cut this out of the podcast? <coughs> You're going to keep that in, aren't you? Um, <laughs> so it, uh, it would be interesting for, uh, for the people here that, uh, are, that want to learn more or perhaps have some... We, we've been throwing out some terminology that is foreign and doesn't make any sense uh, to you know, ask those questions in a non-judgmental forum. We're all here to learn and to share tips, and there's no right or wrong way to do things. If something sounds wrong, then that's probably try something else, that kind of stuff. So if there's any questions that anyone has, then someone else can jump in and maybe answer that. Like, for instance, I have, I have no idea what a limiter actually does other than 
like it sees something go above a certain decibel and then it scrunches it down. But why does it also make everything that's quiet louder? I don't know. Does anyone know? Um, make things that are quiet louder. Yeah, it almost acts as a compressor in and of itself. It, 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 I was actually okay. It's funny because I was looking this up before the show. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I didn't know didn't the answer to that, that 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 either. Um, a, a limiter is a compressor. It's just a compressor that's like really, really, really squashes it down, basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to quote from from the from a, an article that I just googled right now <laughs> an, an audio limiter is similar to a compressor the only real difference between them is the ratio limiters work at much higher ratios than compressors usually we call any sort of dynamic control happening at a ratio of 10 to 1 or higher limiting basically it's a compressor that's like really oh, extreme. well that makes sense because mm-hmm. what I was i'm probably taught, wrong about that but i'm, I'm I, you know google doesn't lie so Everyone, anyone is free to uh, uh, tweet at Jack. At the yeah, Twitter I know. Network. Sorry, and tell us if we're wrong because uh, uh, we don't actually have a Twitter account for this podcast or any way to reach us. But you're free to leave a comment under the podcast or itself. spiteful comments on our <laughs> channel. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Daniel seems to love that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, any any other like uh, uh, audio uh, te- terminology or something that that someone wants clarified? Um, okay, this isn't necessarily in the spirit, but I, I, I didn't see anybody jump in, in line, so I'll just go now. Since I am talking to, to a bunch of, you know, venture gamer people, it's the title of our thing. Um, yes. Can, can anybody recommend to me specifically um, a sound capture device, like a good sound capture device? Because I'm at that point of in development now where I need to really think about, like, sound design, which, like, you know, there's specific scenes where, like, I can't just go... I can't necessarily join a service and download their thing because, for example, I need like a car motor to start and run for a very specific amount of time to where it's like I just need to record my own thing doing that. So what about sound design? Any, any advice for microphones or equipment for that? I'll, I'll throw one in, and it's probably way out of everybody's price range, uh, but the Zoom mics, not the actual online service, but those, those things... Where it looks like a it looks like a tricorder, but it has those little two antennas, which yeah. are actually the microphones, just sort of in a, in a cross shape on right. top of them. Those are pretty good. Most people use okay. them for like recording podcasts around an actual table. Uh, just put that in the middle, and it, you know, it's the audio quality is really good. You can probably yeah, find some I, knockoffs. Wait, you're I, talking I, about I, recording I, sound effects for your game? Yeah, recording them. Yeah. Okay, get a laptop. Connect a blue Yeti to it and record it. <laughs> Try to keep it away from the exhaust fan of your car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The 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 zoom zoom recorders are great. I, I've used I've used one of those for years. Uh, like I think it was it, it's like an H two. Oh, I forget what it's called. Mm, okay, H two H two something. But it does this. It does the pointing at yeah. each other thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I have one of those like refurbished in my Amazon cart for months now, because it's under a hundred. It's like eighty-eight bucks. I'm like, eh, I think I could maybe justify that. But and actually, Geek, you did a really good video where you went out with somebody and recorded some some audio for their game. I just I, I forgot who it was and what their game was, so I was hesitant to bring it up. But here we are. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it was probably Aaron uh, Aaron Gwinnett, um from Defy Reality Entertainment, like he, like doing sound recordings for his his yeah. Mayor. Onia game, however you pronounce it, yeah. 
yeah. you guys were out like on I think uh-huh. maybe near a beach and you went to like this cool like old grassy fortress and yeah yeah that's right yeah that that, that was an interesting interesting expedition because it got me out of the house <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah 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 and so so he was recording yeah and I think he was I can't remember what he was using to record sound but yeah like he he, he kind of goes out to these places and records all the all, all the sounds for the game which which is really interesting how like you know where he goes and what sounds he he records so they like put them in the game and everything it's a whole whole different aspect to you know kind of game design that i didn't really know much about you know oh, field so, recording uh, is the just... best i've uh, I, I i haven't i haven't you know done any professional work in in the field but uh <laughs> field but i've done a couple of ambient albums that no one's ever heard and probably never will but uh, stuff like where i go outside in the rain and just stick my phone in my pocket and have the sound <laughs> recorder on and then just come home or sit in the train station somewhere and just record ambience for 10 minutes and then right. put it into my DAW and then slow it down by like 500%. So it all sounds like wow. ghost noises and stuff like field recording is fun cool. to mess with. Mm-hmm. You can get yeah. some freaky ass shit out by, <laughs> by going in and again, like just playing <laughs> with EQs and, and all that stuff. Just, yeah. I had, there was, uh, there was one time I was just recording like a, like a group of, the school children at a train station. This, this sounds like I should be kept away from schools or something. Like I should be in a register somewhere. I, 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 trust me, I was nowhere near them. Uh, but uh, they, you know, they're just like like being kids at a train station. They're hopping around, shouting, laughing. Uh, you know, and all the adults were trying to keeping them in line and stuff like that. So the sound recording was just this like cacophonous mess of school children y- yipping and yaying. And when you took that home and slowed it down. By five hundred or thousand percent, or however many, it just it just sounded ominous as all hell. That's and then wild. you add some reverb on top of that, <laughs> so and all of a sudden, you've got this weird, amp- this dark ambient sound. Is- I've done that with a. Uh, I made a track once that was like that, but uh, I didn't record it myself. But found it on freesound.org, which, by mm-hmm. the way, for people who Ooh, want yeah. sound effects but don't want to or don't have the equipment to do it, freesound.org is great. Yes. Um, but uh, I did something similar with uh, a field recording of like a supermarket, and then you you like you sh- like stretch it and then pitch shift it, and it was it was wonderful. Oh, cool. oh yeah, that is cool. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Um, I'm guessing that you many of you are like me. Like I walked around with my little edit, you know, the tape recorder that was like a rectangle. It had a speaker on the back, and you put in your cassette tape, and it yes. had a handle that would. For mine, it had a handle you could pull out of the base and carry it around. I used to. Take I have it. one downstairs. Those are one. exactly. I, I used to go around everywhere and record my friends and and do interviews with people and record ambient sounds. And I mean, even to now, just having it in my phone, I love to record little bits and pieces and sounds and and do things with it. Do, ha, what is the history with you guys? Like, when was the first time you decided to go out and record something in the world? Was it when you were a kid? Did you wait till you were an adult, uh, Matt? You're kind of in my order but i need to know this i'm trying to think um i do remember we we had yeah i had a tape recorder and i think it's the same sort of one that you're you're thinking of and and and, and it's it's the one that just like you you have you see me mentioned a handle on the Mm -hmm. end of it you can kind of okay no we did have that and i i actually remember recording my brother and i just hanging out and then it had like if you if you press the fast forward button and play at the same time it would make us sound like chipmunks. It was wonderful. Yes. Oh yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. I love um, that. How about you, used- Daniel? Did you did you mess around when you were a kid recording stuff for your friends or anything like that? Yep. 
I had the tape recorder as well. Yes. Did it have a handle? It did have a handle. <laughs> yes. It's a real deal so breaker good. around here. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta have a handle. Well, it doesn't mean that we had the same no. same recorder. It just means. Oh, that just we're dream all with us. Old. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are all generally about the same amount of old. That's okay. I mean, Jack, yeah. you said you're you're more into writing. Were you picking up a pencil when we were walking around with tape recorders, or did you mess around with that too? Um, invented electricity. I don't know. I mean, I was always kind of good at writing, but it was never sort of real passion. But I did my fair share of, uh, you know, audio recording with a tape recorder with a handle. So, yes, Yay. I'm yes. from that vintage, too. But, oh, yeah, I had a, I had a friend and I who uh, recorded all our best farts. Um, that was, you know, <laughs> not my proudest moment, but, uh, hey, it was... <laughs> hey, it made the billboard chart, so... Um, <laughs> it should have, you know. We, we cracked up every time we listened. We got pretty good... Uh, get it for the next podcast. Yeah. It's on Spotify. <laughs> Go have a listen. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff people want on Patreon. What tape did you make when you were seven years old? Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> How no, about here's you? Just... Well, I oh, bet no, you no, gave... No. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, my dad was a like an electrical engineer... Uh, person who used to bring home weird shit and and he actually brought home a reel-to-reel tape recorder yes. when i was uh i mean i, I was i was born in 1980 so reel-to-reels are kind of like a 70s thing uh so but it was really fun for me to sit there and play with this thing and spool the tapes up and, yes. and all this sort of stuff oh, and tapes. unfortunately for everyone he kept the fucking tapes I recorded back when I was like five or six years oh, old, man. playing my little Casio synthesizer onto this machine and messing around with my cousins, uh, you know, doing stuff. little radio plays and shit like that. I haven't, uh, I, 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 I dread actually putting them on and listening to them. But on the other hand, I can't bring myself to like float a magnet over them and just erase the hell out of them. <laughs> I'm willing to join your Patreon if you post them on Patreon. Yeah, Not going to fucking that happen. <laughs> I got them going back to when I was three years old and we had to reel to reel too. We would split our voices and do the multi-tracks and things just with the tape and do the splicing. And it was just oh, all dear sorts God. of... Yeah, my mom was right into it all of that stuff. Devil, you adventure game geek. You must have, you seem like the type of person that might have gone around interviewing somebody, something with a recorder. <laughs> Before GDPR, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, used, I used to video, you know, I've always kind of videoed mm. a lot, you know, you know, when I was younger, like, you know, when we were on family holidays or something, I, I wanted to pick up a camera and like film stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did, I did do some, audio recordings as as well like I, I i used to record um like adventure game music well not just adventure games but just like game music in general mm -hmm. a lot like b before you could before i had like decent audio or it could like download a file or a soundtrack or something i used to just have a microphone that i just hold up to my speakers uh <laughs> and, and and record it which sounded absolutely awful uh, but it, but like but I thought but I thought it was cool and I used to you know just uh, ha have a t compilation tape that I put together with all of my all of my game music on there. Oh, um, yeah. So so I did that. I think I still have that somewhere. So I I, I used to do that. Uh, I, I I used to do stuff like like Jack as well. I didn't record my own farts. I I I I did. Why not? Well, no no no. But I. I I did do other stuff. I, I did other stuff. I recorded myself on the toilet one time, which I probably shouldn't. <laughs> hey, which I probably shouldn't. Get that to our next this podcast. Well, Speaking of Patreon just, stuff. I mean, you know, uh, this is a long time ago, and I don't actually have... <laughs> 
I, I, I don't, I don't have that. You were young and you needed the money. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to. I don't. It's (laughs) anyway. I I probably, I probably shouldn't be admitting that. But, but anyway, my, my, uh, uh, my mom. uh, I I don't have that recording anymore because my mom destroyed it. Um, Make a new one. (laughs) I mean, if. If one, if the worst thing you have recorded onto tape or anything else was the sound of you taking a shit, then uh, I got you beat a million times, too. So don't worry about it. Oh, I mean, I have a YouTube I, channel. Have you seen it? Um, I, but I thought it was hilarious at the time. It's not like I needed a sound effect or anything. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, no, I used I used, I used to do that all the time. I used to I used to run around the house and 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 ask my parents, "Where's the vacuum cleaner? Where's the?" Because I wanted to like do little audio dramas. Of my own. I loved that, doing it, those. You ever you take the us. microphone up to the speaker? Oh, yeah. oh. I just spend hours recording myself doing that. For, I don't freaking know why. I have a <laughs> stupid story about that. Uh, so, so uh, uh, not that long ago, actually, um, five years ago, four years ago, maybe uh, I did an album with with John Paul uh, Sapsford, where I stupidly decided to play all the guitars and bass and stuff myself. Never should have done that. But uh, one of the things I did was I wanted this sort of noisy solo to go on one of the tracks and my son had just recently been born he was like one year old or something so we have these little baby alarms these little walkie-talkie kind of looking things and they're like super sensitive so when you hold them up to each other they start making this really high-pitched squealing feedback noise and i would just sort of clam shut like like a, like a, a, the the horse hooves in monty python's uh the holy grail coconut. just sort of go, yeah just coconut them together like that and they would just it would sound like a theremin being strangled and it just just a Beautiful. touch of reverb on that and you're good to go also another one he um my, my kid had a a toy ambulance one of those where you press a little button and the little lights come on and it goes wee, 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 wee. it's one of the little cheap uh, nasty ones he took that in the bath and drowned it so all the circuitry nice. in there just went haywire so when you pressed it it sounded it sounded possessed like it just went (laughs) so i sampled that as well obviously perfect you know what what memory this unlocked for me do you remember in home alone 2 when kevin has the the talk boy yes did you know they sold those commercially as a movie tie-in and i had Mm -hmm. one i felt so cool that is so cool i'm wow (laughs) it was basically like a sample board right like Mm -hmm. one of those you you no, it was, no, it was just, it was just, a, it didn't have samples. It was just, you put an actual video, like a cassette tape into it yeah. and record like the well, whole, you know, it also had a handle. So, oh, and it had, a, it had, a, you could, a, you could listen to it in reverse too, which was cool. That's I pretty think. amazing. Actually. Or no, no, no. It was just it was, turning it was, into a therapy session. It was, it was pitch shifting it. Cause yeah, you could make, you could make your voice sound really deep. Like you were an adult. Oh, that's uh, so cool to have though. Like a voice changer. I got one of those from the sharper image store when I was a kid that like you speak into it, the box, and it makes you sound like other people, you know, to record your own answering <laughs> machine messages. But okay, Paul, I need to know before we move on to what this podcast is actually about. Did you oh, shit, do what? any recording when you were a kid? Oh, thank God. It's not okay. Um, <laughs> yes, did they have a handle. I didn't. I didn't have a handle. I'm just just <laughs> red with envy, listening to all these handle-filled stories everybody's got. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Finding out that Matthew got the 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 Home Alone two thing that I that I wanted. It was on my Hanukkah mm. list. There's Hanukkah's <laughs> just a bummer. It's a very depressing holiday. Anyway, Hanukkah is a bummer. <laughs> it's very, yeah, all, all of our holidays are pretty sad. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Would it, uh, yeah, I did. I did mostly actually a uh, video recording. We had like a, one of those gigantic, like you know, like Uzi size things you put on your shoulder to record VHS. And yeah. I, I mostly would just help my brother. He, he 
from a young age was obsessed with stop motion animation and it's what he does now. Anybody who's seen like robot chicken, but most stop motion things he's been involved in. Cause there's like eight of them in Hollywood and he's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Three of them are Tim Burton stuff. Right. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Exactly. So he, he went on to, to do that and he won, I think, what do you call them? Emmys? He got like two Emmys for it and everything. So, mm, so cool. that, that it's just, you know, nice, nice little story of like doing stop motion with VHS turns into a thing. Cause he just knew off the mm-hmm. bat that was for him. And I was just like the, you know, the, like the the clamoring little brother just like would take any attention I could possibly get, I guess, from him. So I, you know, it was a human tripod, basically. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, that must have been interesting because stop motion animation and you don't keep the camera steady; it's not going to look terribly good. <laughs> right? Exactly. This is stand yeah. the fuck still. <laughs> well, I've got a question. Um, this is this yes. is a question from the cheap seats here. Um, Imagine, if you will, this is going to be a real stretch, but imagine that I don't know anything about all this stuff. Um, but okay, so no, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to start my own podcast. I want to do everything. Like, how much of this is of what you guys have been talking about is is necessary for like the real audio file, and then how much is really needed just to get yourself going? You know, like. You know what I mean? I I, I was thinking about that a little bit as we were talking. And I guess my thought is everything, at least the way that I think about it is, is iterative. Like I didn't wake up one day and just have a full chain of stuff. It was more like, like you Mm -hmm. get started and you don't have anything on it. And then you sort of notice a problem like, you know, Oh, as I'm listening back to it, my S's sound really harsh. What, what is going on here? And then you Google that and you fix that one thing. Right. right. And then you mm. keep going on, you make more videos, whatever. And, and that, that's, that's how it progresses. I have uh, an answer for that one that I hope if anyone has been listening to this and just looking like a giant question mark the entire time, if you've gotten this far, that's actually a really, really good question, Jack, because none of what we've been talking about matters in the slightest. If you're just if you just have a good personality or if your content is good, people are willing to forgive the most outrageous, bad quality shit as long as the content is really, really good. And like one short eye says, people get better with time. I mean, I started out with a dinky laptop, onboard laptop, uh, webcam doing let's plays. I had a desk lamps just shining in my face so i looked orange and i had my microphone which is ironically the same sennheiser microphone i was talking about earlier i had that perched in a little plastic garbage can with a pillow in it uh, for a mic stand uh and that was my setup that was that was uh, that was how i started and it looks like complete ass and sounds equally bad but you just you refine constantly over time to the point where you start beating yourself up because character animator refuses to export the fucking file for the 20th time, <laughs> which is where I am now. <laughs> and I, I guess I, I, I would just say on top of that, I, I agree with that, but I'd also say there are some audio things that are almost deal breakers. And one of them that I'm thinking of is it's less a recording thing and more of a mixing thing. If your music is too loud and people can't understand what you're saying, right? that, that is a bad thing, but that has nothing to do with like your your mic or whatever you know and like for the first like couple of years that i was doing this i had it was like a 50 or 60 dollar usb mic like it was mm-hmm. nothing um but but yeah the, there are some things that you you ought to pay attention to earlier on and i think like music volume is one of them one of the big mistakes people do is music um, excuse me music volume too loud mm-hmm. yeah just just don't 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 overcomplicate things just 
the the most important thing you can do is just be yourself and be entertaining and not try to force anything like a certain personality or a certain something people keep telling me to stop swearing yeah, in my right. comments and i'm like it's not physically possible <laughs> I, it, it takes too much effort even when i'm writing scripts it's just like if oh, if i have to censor myself here it's not going to have the same impact and stuff mm -hmm. so even if if youtube decides to completely demonetize me for swearing which apparently is going to happen around the corner anyway i'm just going to take that hit because it's not going to sound authentic for me to stop being a potty mouth. Wait, do you swear in, in your real life as well? Oh, I'll, with actual people all the time. Uh, <laughs> I was I was so proud when my little one year old son at the time it was one of his first words. We were out walking. It was winter, <laughs> and he just said "fuck," and I was like, I was dancing around the field, just going. He said "fuck." He said frolicking fuck. even. Yes, <laughs> it was so. Then his daycare center had to like tell us later like your son said a bad word in daycare I was like yeah i know isn't it great isn't it great <laughs> we have a different well, as, as to your question jack you should just release a few podcasts and then after two or three episodes listen to the first one mm -hmm. if you can spot all the bad things in that first one then that mean that means you've progressed since mm -hmm. that first one and if you still think it's great then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, um, it's, uh, I don't know, Adventure Game Geek, how, how much, um, uh, I mean, what, what, what did you start out? Let's, let's just, let's just go way back to the, you know, first content creation stuff. I've already mentioned my trash can setup. Mm -hmm. I, what, what was your first setup like? Uh, let me think. It was, uh, I, I, I think I, I, I had the, like a blue snowball mic. Mm -hmm um for 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 audio um but uh yeah and and you know and that 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 was pretty decent i mean i mean the thing is like you know i i kind of uh um like if if, if i do look back on my old videos which i don't normally do but 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 when i like when i do um i don't normally because like you know some some people look back on their old videos and it's like so cringe or mm. something and they're like oh I, I i can't stand to look at my old videos they're so awful I, I actually look back on those and I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, I mean, I, I, I could, I could sit there and say, okay, well, you know, I wasn't happy with this, I would do this differently or, or, or something, but you know, like they're kind of a product of their time, and that's that's just what I was doing, doing at the time. So, um, no, I, I, I'm not normally dis dissatisfied. Like, as long as the video, uh, uh, as long as I'm happy uh, with. Uh, with the way the video turns out and people are entertained by it. Like that's all I'm really kind of mm. concerned with, you know, yeah, that's, that's also um, a really, really good point is a lot of people look at their early stuff. I, I do the same thing too. And I go, Oh, okay. Mm, maybe not. But other times I'm really afraid to admit that I'm like, yeah, that was actually pretty clever. Yeah. It was, that was actually maybe onto something there. It's not something you admit readily. Just go look at my old videos. They're fucking excellent too. Um, <laughs> But but it's 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 okay to pat yourself on the back and, and go yeah I, was, I actually I was I was not as terrible as I maybe thought I was back then. Yeah, All right, I'll chime in to, to thinking of Jack's specific question, like how much of what we talked about today is like necessary or should be put into use, and I I would argue, I would argue most of it. Like if you're going, especially on. Well, all I can really account for is on the podcast side, but the, the audio is under maybe perhaps more scrutiny because it's only audio and you might be in the car and you can hear it kind of richly and it, it needs to be, 
it needs to be okay. There's, there's a lot of podcasts out there and there's a lot of lack of effort. And, and I think that, you know, the, the ones that get past 10 episodes to the ones that don't, it's usually just how much effort they put in, I think, initially just on the quality sound. So I wouldn't say that you have to arm yourself with like, a, you know, a, a new mini dictionary of like terms and terminology and stuff for doing this. But I would say that at minimal, you should, you should be able to find yourself a, a, a free doll and you should be able to import WAV files. Hopefully you got raw WAV files and you should be able to go through at least presets and just put the effort in. You know, it doesn't take a lot of knowledge or effort to get audio to sound kind of polished, just nudging it around like a cat with a yarn ball for an hour or two. Like you'll, you'll nudge it, you'll get it there. Um, so I would say that a lot of the things we talked about today should be pretty useful because I, I, I think there's some rare circumstances where you can just take raw audio and give it to people and then be like, we have a Patreon. Like that's not, that's not fair. You gotta, you gotta put in some sort of work. And then the only other thing I'll say on the podcast front is don't do 30 second intros. Like I know it's a groovy song that your bros made, but like, we don't want to hear it every episode for 45 seconds. Like just (laughs) please stop. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Oh God. That's, that's, that's another thing. You you do have a point and that's just, uh, and, and I'm kind of embarrassed to bring up, first season of of the podcast i did with uh, fred and gareth and backseat designers where the first the first season was just literally me phoning up the co-host and we had like a call recorder app and it sounded exactly like you'd imagine it just sounded like like a 911 call in one of those (laughs) um but that was that was the thing it was it it was gonna be like a just fuck it we don't give a shit kind of podcast um but yeah, and, and the the one the one mountain you have to climb is you know all the terminology, mm-hmm. really. Just uh, having to look up what what the fuck does a compressor do, what the fuck does a limiter do, and all that stuff. Some people go overboard and they start going out and spending thousands of dollars on right. audio gear that they don't need. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, said get get into a free DAW. That's a great that's great advice. You don't have to go out and buy. Uh, logic or pro tools or whatever i mean you can you can get by with audacity which is free and now supports vsts uh those little plug-in things and there's an excellent site that used to be called vst4free.com it's now plugins for free and the four is an actual numeral for free.com has free audio plugins that you can go and check out uh, my mates over at kilohearts.com have an excellent suite of uh of plugins uh, it's got there's there's a whole free like pack of stuff anything from compressors limiters reverb echo even like a tape stop effect that sounds like it's like that <laughs> um <clears throat> it's got everything you need so so you don't have to go out and buy ridiculously expensive equipment you might look into something better than your laptop's built-in microphone mm. but that's really about it you've already got a yeti so you're halfway there mm-hmm you don't really need to spend that much at all to get something that's that's good enough to start with. It's it's really right. you can get ridiculous with the amount of things that you can spend money on, and mm-hmm. most of the time, most of the time, you get very diminishing returns very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good, and you- good equipment does not necessarily equal good content. And again, I will say, uh, even though Paul is right, you need to put in like a bare minimum of effort to not have it come out sounding like our podcast did. Um, <laughs> You, you, uh, people are, again, I will reiterate, people are willing to forgive a lot of like slightly bad audio or maybe some, uh, you know, some, some clips that didn't line up right or whatever. They're willing to forgive that if the content is engaging enough. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people overfocus on on, on on oh oh this editing has to be super crisp and this mm-hmm. the, my my ten thousand dollar microphone has to be like perched to the correct spot in the ceiling at just the right. right angle and all that shit. You don't really need all of that. Yeah. Sure, when you start hitting the ten million subscribers or something, people might think something is up if you're still <laughs> using the onboard uh, like a laptop uh, webcam or whatever. But st- st- you know what. If the content is good and you're personable and you're interesting, then that's really the the thing that matters the most. Which is why I don't know why the hell I have eight thousand subscribers. Um, but yeah, hey, congrats on that now. too, by the way, hitting eight man is awesome. Yeah. Oh, cheers! Thanks. And then and then Josh had to go and post that photo of or that <laughs> screenshot of how many subscribers one short eye has, and then right back down. That just cracked me up. No, <laughs> no you, you should be very I, proud of that. I, I, I was just going to just going to say that what I'm taking from this and what I guess what I think is that audio quality is extremely important, but it doesn't take that much effort to get it to a place that is at least okay. Mm-hmm. Being like yeah, you, you, you don't need to be fi- right. Well, you don't need to be fiddling analytically with things. I, I guess instead of maybe audio quality and whatever other adjectives you want to use, the the criteria for me is intelligibility. Like, mm-hmm. can you yes. understand what's being said? Yes, like, right. that is important. So yes, and uh, just to, this has nothing to do with audio quality, and there's nothing to do, but uh, but but uh, it's it's actually really good practice if you're doing YouTube videos. Probably harder to do with podcasts, but uh, if you're doing YouTube videos, have closed captioning because. YouTube's own closed captioning thingamajig auto captioning thing is suck. Mm, Um, And it's, and, and, and the YouTube uh, subtitle studio thing actually has this really cool thing where you just, if you have a script, you just literally copy and paste that into the thing uh, and it auto syncs the subtitles to match up to where, where they're supposed to go. Like, after it processes so cool. the whole video, it, it you know it analyzes the sound to make sure there's no copyrighted music or whatever. But it also figures out you know, like where all the uh, noises go, um, and all your uh, all your vo- uh, voice stuff goes. So it's really easy to do closed captioning on YouTube, especially if you're writing a script. And there's no See, yeah. My my problem is always that the initial script looks nothing like what eventually comes out of that video because I <laughs> right. will do well, it and then I'm cutting and rearranging things and. Well, there's yeah. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I understand that, but uh, but yeah, I, it I, is a cool feature, and yeah, and you should use it if you have the time and inclination. Yeah, or pay someone to do it. Yeah, if you're if you have a million subscribers, <laughs> um, I think we're about ready to pack it in. Uh, is there uh, like anything you guys want to? It's something we haven't covered, like one sort of question we should tackle here at the end, or should we just go straight into the find me on the whatevers? I'll just say really right. quick, an underrated advice that was given during this podcast from one short eye about dynamic mics and, and that getting a dynamic mic is a really good idea if, if you want to do podcasts and such, because it does, it does give you just a nice, ah, Jesus, sorry. <laughs> as long as you're not sound. hitting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not banging your, your knees on the table like I'm doing, or uh, apparently there's, there are earthquakes going on under Paul's desk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's it. That's, it's just, yeah, it's condenser or dynamic. It, go, you know, Google away. There's your jumping yes. off point. But, but yeah, go with dynamic probably. Right. Get a pop filter because, I mean, again, again, you don't need to go out and actually buy a pop filter. You just need to steal some pantyhose, preferably from someone you already know, and a <laughs> coat hanger, and just strap that thing up. 
And even if you can't like hang it off your ceiling or whatever, just sit there and hold it. Mm-hmm. Just so those little poof threatening yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just threaten your microphone with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or put a sock over it like an adventure mm-hmm. game geek does. It works. And and build a little fort so mm-hmm. uh, so you don't get echo like one shirt eye does. Mm-hmm. Or get a really good uh, GPU like Daniel does, so it takes care of all that shit for you. Um yeah, just uh, I hope people have learned something from this. I certainly have. I got mm-hmm. some good tips on on background music especially. Uh so I hope uh other people have. Uh so okay, let's do the whole where do you find a social uh one short eye. Yeah, uh one short eye everywhere, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. One short eye. Cool. Uh not Mastodon yet. I've tried I've, I've been trying to tag you for ages over there, but I know, it's just another thing I got to sign up for I and know, figure out how to use. Yeah, and that's I, the, I that's get the it. I get I get the draw of it, but I'm oh, another thing I got to do. I know. I I didn't I wasn't trying to put you on the spot or anything. Actually, the whole <laughs> sign up business is like the biggest learning curve for that whole never mind sorry off topic sorry daniel you and paul you can find us on discord discord.conversationswithcurtis.com convos curtis on twitter and mastodon conversations with curtis on facebook convos with curtis on instagram conversations with curtis on patreon cwc on coffee or you can follow me daniel albu on mastodon spoutable threads instagram mastodon Everywhere. <laughs> and Jack, standing well, in for our boss, is our other boss. Hi, Jack. Yeah. Uh, where can um, we find you? Well, I mean, the main site is adventuregamehotspot.com. And uh, so all our socials are some variation on that, either Adventure Game Hotspot or AG Hotspot, or, you know, type some combination of those in and you should find them. We're, we're on pretty much everything, including Threads so, and Mastodon. So yeah. we're out there. So what uh, if people want to go to adventuregamehotspot.com and find things that you have written with your own two or possibly more fingers, what would you recommend that they go and read? Oh, of mine? Um, You know, I try not to... I do sort of all the new game announcements, so whenever I hear about a new game, I write a little introductory blur, but I try not to do too many feature articles, leave that to my team of writers, but I actually just did a review of Harmony, The Fall of Reverie by Don't Nod, and I did another one recently, uh, Planet of Lana, which was a sort of a beautiful side-scrolling game, so those are two to check out anyway. Cool. Cheers. Alright, Adventure Game Geek, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Adventure Game Geek on uh, YouTube and also Discord, and uh, Point and Click Geek on Twitter. And, for reasons, yeah, because I used to be called the Adventure Game G, and then I didn't. I wasn't really happy with that, and so then I changed it. <laughs> so then I changed it. So yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, Anna and Paul, so, uh, we should split you up because you probably have independent lives as well, Anna. <laughs> I'm sorry, just trying to let an ambulance go by gracefully, but it's not going to work. But yeah, we can. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter at CGG Podcast. Uh, You know, we've got our newest episode coming out. Like I said, environmental design, but a way better name than that. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. We're a page. We're a group. You can send us an email, mail at classicgamersguild.com. You can find us on Patreon. There's effort. There's stuff in there, new stuff in there for the first time in years and more to come. So that's kind of exciting. 
also, you know, Paul's going to tell you about all the Phantom Fellows places you can find him because he's in okay. new places too. Where are you now? I'm I'm also on Mastodon and Threads because I because because nothing makes sense and I have to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. True, I, I, I really do. I don't I don't have the emotional energy for a, another platform. So I just everybody just please just stay on Twitter. <laughs> Despite whatever. And that's all horrible. the Phantom Fellows. Oh, right. Yeah. And also, you know, wishlist my game, the phantomfellows.com. I'm on Twitter at phantomfellows. And I started a GOG campaign to get it on there. Um, so you could wishlist it on GOG. If you just go ahead and type all the stuff in, you'll, 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 I got faith in everybody listening. They're, they'll figure it out. Cool. Oh, and and uh, does anyone have like a second channel? I know uh, One Short Eye has a second channel. Yeah, it's One Short Eye Speedruns, and that's where I post speedruns. <laughs> uh, it's it's in the name, but also just like random one-off things that I don't want to polish very much and just don't seem to fit on the main channel. Yeah, but there's, there's like two videos that spring to mind. The one is how to climb the stupid fucking whale tongue in King's Quest Four, which is a really good one. The yes. other one is that SCI com- uh, no, sorry, decompiling SCI scripts for old Sierra games is now actually not a headache. Um, so those are two good videos on your second channel to yeah. check out. I, I particularly like the one where I talk about the uh, the King's Quest Five bug that I help fix and exposes Cedric as the villain. But <laughs> <laughs> also good. Does, does anyone else have a second channel? Adventure Game Geek, Daniel. Uh, I know that uh, Space Quest Historian does. Yeah, who cares? Uh, hi, I'm the Space Quest Historian. You can find me on on YouTube.com/slash/SpaceQuestHistorian, and my second channel is YouTube.com/slash at SQH place because it doesn't have enough subscribers yet to have a cool, uh, you know, custom URL thing. If you don't like YouTube particularly much, I'm also on PeerTube, the federated alternative to YouTube. That's on spectra.video slash C slash space quest historian. Can I actually remember that offhand? Um, <laughs> if you want to support me for whatever reasons, maybe you're drunk, uh, go to patreon.com slash space quest historian. And if you don't like Patreon, I also have a federated alternative to that. But you can look in my video descriptions for all that shit. And please join my Discord because it's full of smart people. And I don't know how the fuck they found my Discord, but they're there. Um, so that's that's a really cool place to hang out. And that's it for me. And I think that's about it. We've gone two hours this time. Holy Jesus on a bicycle. Um, yeah, that went over time, didn't it? Uh, so <laughs> cheers thanks uh, we'll see you back for the ne- no 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 daniel i almost forgot god damn it yes almost <laughs> forgot the last episode wow i almost i uh, i i skipped over you on one important question because you deflected me now what was the mm-hmm. question again i'm not sure <laughs> you should remind our <laughs> listeners <laughs> Uh, it had something to do with bicycles. No, actually, we put it in our Discord, and now I can't find it. And I, oh wait, maybe I have it on my keep. Hang on, I'm gonna look at my Google Keep. It's something about white, and it's something about whales. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. No, okay. Well, thank you. That was okay. So, what is your white whale of an interview that you'll never get, or probably never get? I'm not sure if I'll never get it. But one of the most challenging people to get for an interview is Sean Clark, mm-hmm. whom you may know from being the project lead on The Dig. Mm. 
And the reason why it's so challenging is not that I cannot find ways to connect to him, to, to contact him, sorry. Um, it's because every time I send an email, he ignores it. I DM him on LinkedIn and we're, um, we're LinkedIn contact. So it's not like it's second circle or, or third circle that he can ignore me. Mm. So every type of communication I try with Sean Clark, I get no response. But whenever I post an interview of mine with one of the LucasArts people, he's the first person <laughs> to like it. <laughs> what it seems. Hmm. Yeah, that is, that is quite a tease, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yep. Every time. First, first time I, I post about an, uh, a certain interview, Sean Clark likes this post. <sighs> he's there no matter which tool. hour I post it on. Huh. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Okay, so I'm I'm really glad we got that out of our system. Uh, if you want to know what everyone else's white whales of interviews is, go listen to our previous episode podcast podcast episode. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and uh, right now I think we'll just we're at two minutes and six seconds according to this. Probably edited for time when you're listening to this, but this is two hours for us. So I'm gonna say bye bye, and we'll see you next month for something that maybe makes sense. Uh, and I hope you got some good tips out of this, but if not, then please feel free to leave Daniel an irritated comment on his YouTube channel. <laughs> so, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done now. Uh, we'll see you guys next month. Bye-bye. Right. Cool.